Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox, and I'm Josh. And I am Jimmy. Welcome to this start of the new season-ish episodes. Of new episodes. Not sure what to call it since we just do three months and then break and then three months and then break. Uh, Lazy. <laughs> Lazy. So we've been off for a month where we're starting to release new episodes now in November, and we'll release new episodes through and the And by end November, of... we need right around Election Day. Right around Election Day. Dum-dum-dum. And depending upon when we release this, it will have just happened or potentially happening the very next day. Right. And so we thought it was actually important. Several weeks ago around the Kavanaugh hearings, I was listening to The Ticket. It's a sports radio in Dallas. If you know anything about The Ticket, don't judge me. But Or more respect my way, mm-hmm. if you like The Ticket. And they were batting around. They're sports radio guys, so they kind of needed to stay in their lane. But I thought it was an interesting thing that they batted around for some time. Because if you remember, just several weeks ago with the Kavanaugh hearings, what a crazy time that was. So they were batting around an idea, and while they're sports guys and probably need to stay in their lanes, um, they were batting around, they they asked a very interesting question, and then one day I posed it to Jimbo, and we thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about here. But they said, could America ever have a second civil war? And if you remember anything about the crazy Kavanaugh times, like that looked somewhat realistic. Cray-cray. Super crazy. And I would have told you, could we ever have... And I'm not sure they were talking about picking up guns and and hiding behind fence rows. No, no. I went out and bought a musket. And, you know, shooting people from sniper nests. But I would have said, "You're, you're, you're crazy. That happens in Central America. You know, that happens in in the Baltic states or in Africa. But Lord knows we are too civil for that. Until. Until. The Kavanaugh hearings, it's as though as a country we slip the surly bonds of reason with people, you know, when they're banging on the doors, crying to be let in. It's as though people chose sides. Now, I will tell you that it was reminiscent to me of the the OJ trial where, you know, white America saw, you know, his acquittal as horrific and many, many black people in America saw it as a great victory. And each side looked at each other like, what are you, crazy? You had these large portions of America staring at each other like both had lost their minds. More recently, African-American and the police force. And that division. Oh, yeah. The Michael Brown shooting and stuff. And I did. I did Mm -hmm. ask you, like, in in your history, you know, it seemed to me the ignorant, you know, only 35-year-old perspective. But since kind of the, I mean, you do have the crazy 60s, but since maybe like World War II, like, we've had some relative unity. But it's almost like a perfect storm. You have, even during Vietnam, which was, you know, extraordinarily divisive. And was it divisive 
young to old. Oh yeah, that was kind of yeah. the divide. It For wasn't necessarily race. Part, it wasn't think, politics. Yeah. It was young and old. It was young and old. But we've lost the neutrality of the media. Now you read a news outlet, you listen to a news outlet, you watch a news outlet to get the slanted story that you want. You know, everyone keeps yelling, you know, everyone, you know, everyone on the liberal side says, or oh, you just, just don't read the news. You know, Fox News is fake news. And everyone on the right says, says, well, the New York Times, CNN, all that, that's fake news. And so you have this 24-hour news cycle, you have 24-hour social media that is driving these points of view. So I don't ever in my lifetime have I ever seen this level of divisiveness from the large group of people that are now marching toward the United States southern border. And, you know, oh, they hear these huddled masses yearning to be free. Well, no, they're being handed cash by George Soros, and they're being bussed, and they're being filmed for propaganda reasons. Just all of this mess, and it's like... The bombs that just in the last yes, couple of days... It's like crazy. They're that. fake bombs. They, you know, the Democrats sent them to Democrats so that claiming Republicans are terrorists. No, it's... Oh, God. I've never seen now here and here's the deal. The thing about the the caravan, if you've coming up from South America, if if that's true, that's a giant political stunt designed to coincide with our elections and therefore influence it. If these fake bombs, if that what first off, if anyone sent actual bombs trying to hurt somebody, we have we have gone a whole new direction. But we've also gone a whole new direction that fake bombs would be sent to political people in order to influence an election. This I don't remember. I don't remember this during Kennedy-Nixon. I don't remember this. In my opinion, in my almost 60 years on this planet, I don't remember this kind of, if someone's got a, here in Austin, if they've got a Beto sign in their front yard, then, oh, well, everyone look away because those are communists. They will burn your grandparents if given the opportunity. Is that Fox News or you? And if there's a cruise sign, <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh, sure. they're the, sure. the racist, sure. homophobe, misogynist, xenophobes. And it's and so I've, I don't know. I've never seen this level of divisiveness. Well, and we've had, to, to your point earlier, we have divisiveness, but I think the great megaphone is Internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only can we get on and know about these bombs within seconds of them happening. But people spin on the bombs. But then we can actually state our opinion. Yes. And, oh, God, Facebook and the political. I'm a Twitter man myself, but go ahead. But you can't really, you can rant, but you can't really rant. You're limited with yes. the microblog. But Facebook just on and on and on and just drones on and on about your opinions. And, like, anyone truly cares they only care when they want to fight you yeah but there's it's there's the medium that we're choosing to use to talk through these things is the worst medium is the worst medium to use and so i think that is maybe what separates this from any other point of divisiveness we have this great megaphone that makes us deaf to any other opinion and just screams our opinions which is creating this super interesting dynamic within America. Well, it's just this this tornadic, emotional... You know, all of a sudden, I've never gone to vote early where you look at other people in the line suspiciously. I mean, well, are you or aren't you? You know, do you hate minorities? Well, are you a communist? Would you worship Marx if given the opportunity? It's, it's just never existed. Now then, 
Let's take it to to our lane. I, I do want to go to our lane here in just a second, yes. but I want to do you and these maybe yes or no. Do you think a an American Civil War where two sides bear arms against one another could ever happen again? No. Do you believe that generally speaking, a Second America War could happen? I think you could do something where it got really crazy. Like do you let's, think it's let's some... say for example, California, who have tens of thousands of illegals registered to vote. And so they encourage, in a lot of places in California, illegals to vote. You could see the United States federal government saying, then your federal election results are null and void. California doesn't count toward the general election. Well, you could see and then them going crazy. people blowing, not blowing, but I mean, you could, you could see National Guard. I mean, you could see this really come to blows, be it verbal or otherwise. Do you think at some level we're already experiencing a civil war? Yes, because the sides are clearly drawn, which brings us to when we talk about divisiveness, we're not necessarily out in the streets punching people, even though you see that on social media, people actually punching people out in the streets. But in our homes, our children are hearing the desperation. They're hearing the exasperation. They're hearing the anger and frustration. And our little ones don't know where to go with it. All they know is, I mean, they don't know where to go with it cognitively. They don't have the synapses connected. So they are And looking, even if they're 16. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. I had a sweet little girl in my office, 16, and she goes, you know, we ha I have a teacher at school, and she's just hateful, and she is for beating up poor people and black people. And I said, Whoa, how did she get a job? <laughs> really? Why? How are you being taught by someone like that? Well, she she has a, a T-shirt or a sticker on her laptop or something. You know, it's like a, a an American flag, but like one of the lines in the flag is blue. For police officers. And I said, oh, so it's like a pro-police. Yeah. I mean, and, every, and she says, everyone knows, you know, that police, police are for beating up black people and poor people. <sighs> They don't have the synapses. They don't have the synapses connected to think past making a statement like that. It is incumbent upon us as, <laughs> whew, it's hard to say this with a straight face, but the grown-ups in the house, that for our children, it doesn't mean that we don't have political or no. governmental discussions no. in our home, but they're not, they're not what we would see on Twitter or Facebook we're going to beat this into the ground, but we set the emotional tone of our homes. And it just needs to be less dogmatic. Leave room for error. Any good research out there would say this suggests mm -hmm. it doesn't come down mm -hmm. to a one-to-one -one mm -hmm. correlation equals causation. And it just, you need to leave room for error because you aren't God. Your perspective is not infallible. There are people on the other side of the aisle in this quote-unquote potential civil war that are smart people. Compassionate people. Fantastic loving people. views that we need to be able to, we as believers are going to be the ones that are spearheading togetherness. And this dawned on me years ago, years ago, back in the 90s probably. People who are pro-abortion, there are some of them that are just evil. And you're seeing this come out now where we should celebrate our abortions and you're seeing some comedians and it's getting, it's getting more raw 
and it's getting it's getting more evil. They're they're beginning to celebrate the death and mis- dismemberment of children. However, the vast majority of people who believe that you know in abortion rights are good people, they feel that they're being compassionate not to bring an unwanted child into the world in sure. their in their way of thinking. Sure. We're talking validation here. Validation isn't agreeing, but you get where they're coming from. Yep. And the ju- rights of the mother. I mean, there's a yes. lot of positive things on that side. We can disagree. And I don't know that a human could be more pro-life than I am. But just because someone believes in in women having the, the right to abortion doesn't mean that they are Beelzebub in flesh among us. And sometimes we look at people like that, that you are altogether evil. And most of these people are not thinking it through. They don't, you know, that we disagree with each other. But I don't know when, and, and, and everyone talks about tolerance. I'd give anything if we were tolerant. The left is worse on tolerance than the intolerant right that they keep calling intolerant, but and both not, people are intolerant. Not if you agree with them. Exactly. If you, <laughs> you know, tolerance is, I disagree with you, let's go have a Coke. That is what tolerance is. What we have today is intolerance. I and cannot right, tolerate you disagreeing with me. The right, and I know you're not going here, but just to clarify, you've picked you potentially uh, used pro-choice and the left being intolerant, but the right has a lot of fallibilities and Absolutely. happened to elect a leader that is... Yes, and, and I don't know that we've ever talked about Trump. A bumbling... I think Donald Trump is an abhorrent human being. I think he's a narcissist. I think he is just grotesque as a human being. Very intolerant. But as a Republican, I agree with uh, you know putting conservative originalists on the Supreme Court... So much of what has been done, reducing taxes, da 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 da, because that's just where I come from politically. But as a human being, I'm embarrassed. You know, sometimes he's funny. Granted, he says things that you go, I can't believe he said that. I've never laughed at him. Lord. So it's not that. You know, it's it's not you know being sycophantic toward the president. But both sides, and, and again, and, and and as believers. I think it's really important that we understand that Jesus is not a Republican. and he's... I think he would have a big issue, potentially, and I, I don't want to go this direction, but I know we've talked about it off air, and we disagree politically on a number of things, mm-hmm. but I think Jesus would have a big issue of, with our right to bear arms. I think <laughs> that Jesus would, first off, if he came back— if he, if he had an arm to bear, he'd shoot me in the face. Yes, and then he would hug a resurrected Ronald Reagan. Get this guy off the voter's registration. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Exactly. To your point, though, neither Democrat or Republican. No. Because we're imperfect. We can't have the correct perspective. Yes. That's not possible. Here's the only thing, and I know we got to get out of here, but if we can do one thing for our we children. We haven't solved anything. I know. This is what I'm getting to. I wanted to do a whole string of these on this show about teaching our children to think. Because right now, children are not being taught to think. They're being taught in rhetoric or whatever in in these arguments. It's called, and we've mentioned it before, it's your favorite and mine, the ad hominem argument. The straw man argument. No, we're not going to talk about that one. The ad hominem argument, Latin for to the person, or close to that, something like that. (laughs) 
It's Latin for, would you like fries with that, is what an homonym. I think it's Latin for hyperbole. It means attacking the person, not attacking the argument. Here's what you see on television so much. Someone, you know, is, stands for something or says something, and they just, and a crowd begins screaming, and I'll make sure I cover both sides, but they start screaming homophobe, sexist, racist, pro-slavery, you're a xenophobe, you're misogynistic. They just start yelling names. It's like these students have been taught five words total. And if they disagree with you, they just resort to screaming several of those five words that they've memorized, these names that they call people. And we have a, he's a commie. He's a socialist. People on the right do the same thing. We've got to teach our children to stop calling people names. That's like a third grader who has run out of anything intelligent to say, so they just start calling people names. Let's deal with the argument. Well, and it pigeonholes people in. Exactly. And our views are so much more dynamic than what one title or one name And most believers would say, yes, love the sin or hate the sin. So just apply the same thing to having an argument with somebody. Love the sinner, have the argument. Love the person you're arguing with, but have the argument. But it doesn't mean you've got to dismiss them, dehumanize them by just calling them a name. It's unintelligent. Every time someone yells a name at someone, you just go, okay, mark them up for someone who lacks a number of brain cells. Stop calling people names and discuss whatever it is that needs to be discussed. And I don't think the right's going to do it. I don't think the left's going to do it. It has to be us believers. In our homes. In believers' homes, we can say, you know what, guys? My children aren't going to hear me just call a politician a name because I disagree with them. That says, hey, kids, look at dad. I'm stupid. Stop doing that. Teach our children to engage people, to have discussions with people, to love people that you disagree with. What a wacky idea. But the last time I checked, we were supposed to love those who hate us. We're supposed to do good to those who, what is it? Do good to those who spitefully use us. That's the King James. I don't know. But what credit it is, what credit is it to us to love people that are on our same side? Thank you. We've got to come out from among this social media crazed bipolar society and be ye separate. That our children see us forgive, they see us love, they see us turn the other cheek. And how is it that all men are going to know that we are different, that all men are going to know that we are his disciples in that we love people who don't love us back? We love people who disagree with us. Our children have to see Jesus in us in that way. And I can hear people sitting there and thinking. I can hear their thoughts. <laughs> That's exactly what, Is they, that sound what like. they sound like. Uh, they're, they're saying, but I, I love people. I love people while I'm sharing my opinions on Facebook. 
That's why I'm sharing it. Yeah. I'm saying that they're ignorant a I'm trying because to get, I love convince them. them and they need to see it. No. I'm being God's instrument of correction. You're going to love them when you stop the Facebook. Stop it. Stop it. Just My only it. point to this whole thing is we train other people how to treat us. Come on. Come on the now. The evil and the um, negativity and the venom you see from the other side, you're training that in the other side by you being that yourself. Should I drop the mic now or later? When you're looking at the other side and you're seeing evil, you're looking at a mirror. Yeah. You're showing the exact same thing. Well, Martin Luther King, you know, hate doesn't drive out hate. Only love can do that. Why don't that, you King know, Kong's got nothing on me. Darkness doesn't drive out. Only light can do that. I mean, that's... That's the thing. Yeah. And we have to lead our culture out of this, and it starts by leading our home properly. Yep. If this episode, if you want more information about it or any other previous episode, you can go to paradoxpodcast.com. You can find our socials on our website as well. We thank you guys for listening, and we'd appreciate it if you reviewed as well as shared. You guys take care. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. I realized very quickly, you don't stick a two-year-old on a surfboard, push him into the ocean and say, you know, go for it. Uh, there's, there is actually a process of protecting them first. And you actually have to, in order to get my kids to surf, because right, my long-term vision was that they would paddle out and be able to, to surf all by themselves right next to me, or even when they're not with me. But in order to get to that long-term vision, it first take, took protection. But of course, that can't be the long-term goal because they would never surf if all I did was protect them. I had to train and equip them.